0: It's amateur hour yeah I ain't no super business man like you you know I'm just a... amateur man, I suppose
1: amateur hour this
0: was happening <laughs>
1: amateur hour. AHPKC is brought to you by ArrowheadPride.com. This is a show about football and friendship and fun. We're truthful, but not always accurate. We're red and yellow and ridiculous. We're basically Andy Reid's wardrobe, but but a podcast. Enough of the formalities. Can we talk Chiefs now? Let's go... Hour, folks. I'm Ryan Scott Hall and the dude across the table from me, you guys know as his darkness. So So uh we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different today. I don't think we've ever actually done this before, right? No. No. First time? First timers. Well folks breaking the steel. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, the the pretty popular internet thing that, that is commonly referred to. As a mailbag, but oh, do we need to change up that name or something? Uh,
0: the, we'll the f-
1: inbox, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll the mentions, we'll do something, I'm sure. But um, as we do, sometimes at the beginning of the show, we're going to start with the news. Oh. The tequila song, that's right. Look at that astute observation, his darkness. I don't like
2: tequila. First you question, don't. you know, gross.
1: <laughs> all right, now actually, uh, we're gonna start on a somber note so that we can try to have fun the rest of the day. Uh, man, RIP Cortez Kennedy Hall wow. of Famer that yeah. sucks, man.
0: Yeah,
2: he was really good. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was older in the day to have more sports hatred for him, but all I really remember is him being dominant on video games. Mm-hmm. And he has a cool last name.
0: Yeah,
1: and
2: he's really good. That's all I really remember.
1: Him and uh, and John Randall, I always kind of like, like considered them sort of the same. Yeah. player, but probably that's, the best the interior
2: game. D lineman of the of the era. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but I mean, what what can we say about that? Let's just let's move on. Um, I mean, do you, do you do you want to use the bell? I saw somebody asking for more, but there's the bell. It is still here. Um, all right. David Irving, former Chief Busted for PEDs They say it stems from a supplement That he has a marketing deal with Odds that this is A Kansas City based company <laughs> Um, low <laughs> Low, yeah I mean I, I don't know If the PEDs Boosted his performance but If he was a guy that I think Chiefs fans were sad To see go
2: I was all over David Irving. <laughs> And have no proof of it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I can't find any tweets or anything that I was really in on David Irving. But I remember being very in on David Irving. And bitching up a storm because we kept... Who was the dude we kept over? Him? Nick Williams, I think.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I think initially where people were frustrated was that we kept uh, R&R as a rookie well, that I, we hadn't like seen was, at all.
2: There was R&R, there was Irving, and there was another guy. There's one guy that got in. I didn't like. I think it was Nick Williams. That was a, that was a defensive lineman, right? Yeah, he he's still on the team.
1: He's still on the team. Nick Nick Williams, right? Or who's the who's the guy that you don't like right now? Isn't it Nick Williams? No, Jenkins. Jenkins. There you go. Williams Jenkins. They're both Nicks. I look like to you. I'm surprised that you would like all the Nicks. You don't you had a problem with the Nick.
2: Okay. I don't know how that relates to me whatsoever. But That's fine. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: Um, alright, the, the next bit of news, the Chiefs are OTAs, and, uh... It was a great day out there today, uh, weather was
2: good, um, I tweeted my observations from, from there earlier in the day, you can find them on my on my timeline. Okay, cool. But a good, good all-around day, the team looked good, they looked focused, I liked what I saw.
1: What did the defense look like without the like, three best players?
2: Uh, they were Okay. They were okay. They hung in there. They fought.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, no Barry, Houston, or as I think I might start calling him, Juice Man. Um, did you see that Marcus Peters has a ladies' undergarments line? What's well, it's ladies'. That's what I read on ArrowheadPride today. That was uh, that was sponsored by Joel Thorman. i not sponsored by, but written <laughs> by, whatever. Wait, Joel Thorman helped him with this startup, right? No, it's it's part under of... the Father brand. <laughs> but uh, Juice Man, Juice Man. I think that there's a joke in there, there about are many ladies' undergarments and, and, and juicy. juicy and Juice Man and did you, I don't know. Did you get your juicy pear yet. <laughs> Marcus Peters, game warned you. No, 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 no. I
2: can't, no no, no, no,
1: no. All right, we got, we got one more bit of news, but there's, there's like a few legs of this news. Ugh. The NFL rule changes, or as I like to call it, the Roger Goodwill tour.
0: uh Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so Roger decided that he wanted to make football fun again. Um, So, apparently players can celebrate, but they can't twerk, because there's no twerking in football. I can see that. Um, They also decided that you can have two players come off of injured reserve in a season, not just one. Uh, They also decided that it's now only one roster cut. You don't have to go from 90 to 75 to 53. That's probably the best Um, move,
2: because... You cut them before that fourth preseason game where none of the starters play. So it's basically like you're putting your second and third stringers out there for full games. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's not the worst thing in the world, but the fourth game is the one where like, the fourth stringers could really shine. Like, that's when they'll get their mm-hmm. playing time is in that game. So it'll give uh, more opportunity to the low end of the roster. So I like
1: that. And then uh, the final one is the overtime period going from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. Um, I saw, did you say that you would trade the penalties for celebrations for having the full 15 minutes or something like that? God, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care about
2: the celebrations. Why would I care about that? I don't know, because
1: they're fun. Not this really. show is about football not, you know not and fun? friendship and fun. You know what's
2: not fun? People complaining about celebrations. So maybe that'll go away. So maybe that's... <laughs> they're not going to have
1: to... Com- they're not gonna I don't care if they about celebrate anymore.
2: or not. I, am, I don't care whatsoever. I don't care about the rights. I don't care about anything when it comes to celebrations. <laughs> I do not care.
1: Okay. But you do care about ties. Yes. I, I well, love the tie. Love don't you think NFL this tie. will give you more ties, technically? Well, well yes. <clears throat>
2: but I like the tie because it's so... You know,
0: oh, it doesn't happen. So this it's is so like,
2: exclusive. Like there's only one or two ties a game that I can like. I can think of random ties that happened throughout. You know, okay. my NFL lifetime. Whereas okay. now there's gonna be tons of ties. They're not gonna stand out as
1: much. So so this is like that band that you like, and then they get popular, and then you don't like them anymore. I guess so. Is that what you could? No, don't, don't do do for. Yeah, you? no, that's that's yeah. It's of, a, it's okay. Not not of, good. Man. All right, no more news. And the news is done. That's all the news for the day.
2: Well, um, do you care about the, the overtime? It's, it seems stupid to. You're going to have two possessions in a lot of the overtimes, and now you're limiting it with time, too. Like, what's. Who cares if they played 15 minutes in overtime? Uh, How often I mean, that happened five times, so you're saving, like, a handful of plays in five games? Well, you know
1: what it's about. It's about player safety. I guess. It's totally player safety, because every move. That the NFL makes is to make sure that the players are safe. They're safe. <laughs> <laughs> the players are safe out there. They want to make sure <laughs> that everybody's safe. Um, I mean, dude, I don't. I don't care. I think that they should just do the college overtime. I think the college overtime no, is no. awesome.
2: I hate college overtime. So. Oh, well, or I don't. I don't hate
1: it. I guess, but I think NFL
2: overtime is perfect as it is, as it was last year.
1: Oh, okay. You have to...
2: Yeah, I mean... I I think it's perfect. I I, I love the options where you can go for the touchdown and win. Like, so you get these fourth downs from, like, the 30-yard line. You're like, okay, do we risk going for it here? Do we kick the field goal? Give them a chance to come steal it with a touchdown? Like, it's... I think it brings a lot of strategical elements into how you manage the game in overtime.
0: And
1: I think you'll see all of that still be the case, but that teams might be even more aggressive now because there's shorter time, I guess. But it does suck... That like,
2: but you know what the Chiefs are going to do? They're going to take a ten minute drive, and go down, and kick a field goal. That's the best way to play it. now. <laughs> exactly. That is the best way to play it.
1: Um, well, and anyway. I would,
2: I don't think. To, I don't think it will lead to teams being more aggressive because you can bleed close to ten minutes off the clock and go down, and kick a field goal. Yeah.
0: I get. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's what I'd do. But not that everybody. Not everybody has a ten minute offense like the Chiefs do. Not everybody, and we won't have it for long. Exactly. I was going to say this and might another. be the, this might be the last year. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's root for lots of overtimes, and then we have to yep. win the toss.
2: Yep. And we wouldn't have that Chiefs Broncos game. Yeah, maybe the best regular season game of, of our lifetimes. The sh- the sh- the stoink, the sh-doink. Yeah, that was cool. I had a name for it, but I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was oh, the it double was. doink. Maybe. The double yeah. doink. Because so it hit it. both
1: goalposts, right? Yeah, man, what a... The nice. Denver double doink? I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Well, um, so we asked people to give us some stuff. Not weird enough. Not weird enough for amateur hour. But, you know, I guess you guys want us to... There's some weird stuff. ...actually talk about football. <laughs> I saw a couple of I that. <laughs> might, might be too weird. Um, <coughs> oh, no. the very The very first question that I saw... And so I just want to I just want to give the guy credit and answer it. Um, (laughs) That's the goal of the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were first, man. (laughs) You were first. (laughs) Um, At shocks underscore KC fan, who calls himself Mahomes is home. Mahomes is home. Do you have faith in Terrence Mitchell as the starting quarterback opposite Marcus Peters? his darkness, what do you think? Not particularly, um, but I trust the Chiefs'
2: scheme uh, from a grand point, but no, I don't think, like I'm not, I don't think Mitchell will be starting 16 games and it will be looked at as a solid number two by season's end. Okay. I think the carousel will continue. I think he'll get the first shot and, you know, he either goes down with injury, which seems to happen to, you know, half the players in the league. Or, or uh, have the players on the Chiefs roster, or we just change over at corner. I mean, we were changing corners left and right last year, just trying to find the right guy. Maybe they think Mitchell is the right guy, but
1: no, I don't see him as the uh, stud CB two. They've got, they have so much young talent at corner. I mean, I don't even know who the oldest guy is, but I think it's like Kenneth Acker, probably. And even he's only in, like, year three or four. I mean, he and Philip Gaines, like, we don't have a veteran, really. Um, Baptiste might be the oldest. Yeah, that could be. So now that they've, I mean, I guess they brought him in. They're throwing a lot of bodies at the position, and I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. Um, I guess for me, like, do I have faith in Terrence Mitchell? Yeah, because at this point... I don't think Terrence Mitchell could have done anything more in the opportunities that he has been given. So there's no reason for me to not have faith, other than you know Marcus Cooper. Yeah, I, guess. I was gonna say, I'm just. But I mean, but that you know Terrence Mitchell made it through the season without getting burned up. So, um, I, I but I don't know. I mean, I think that Terrence Mitchell like solidifying himself as the starter for a, a long period of time. Is just as likely as Philip Gaines doing it. You know, him finally being healthy and being the player that everybody thought that he could be. Or DJ White or Kenneth Acker or Stanley John Baptiste. I don't know, whatever. So you just have him
2: as the top guy. I as of, of right now, yeah, I think I he, mean I do too for
1: now, but I'm just yeah. I don't
2: I don't think it'll last.
1: I don't I, I don't not think it'll last, I but I think I like where the team is positioned, regardless of whether it does or not. Let me put it that way.
2: Well, what's Mitchell's past? How many how many teams have you on?
1: I don't remember where he was before KC.
2: I don't know. That I don't know. I'm on it.
1: You're on it? Well, I mean... Okay, so he
2: spent time with the Cowboys, Bears, Cowboys again, Texans, and then the Chiefs. Okay, that so... That would be one of the reasons why you would think it wouldn't last. Right. Or he's on his fifth
1: team. I mean, did he... Ron Parker was on his 4th or fifth team when he came here too. But I mean, we said the same thing about Stanley, Stanley Jean-John Baptiste. I mean, how many guys can the Chiefs sign as their 4th or 5th destination and turn them into Ron Parker? I don't know. I would love a roster of 53 Ron Parkers.
2: Let's a conclusion here. Our secondary coach is a boss. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. And not don't, don't forget uh, Al Harris, he's the assistant secondary coach. Yeah. Loved I mean, Al Harris. I would
1: think that whenever Emmett Thomas decides that he doesn't want to coach anymore, I mean that guy's old. Yeah, I
2: I I would think Al Harris should have offers yeah, on the table to be a secondary coach elsewhere. You would think. With yeah. the success of the chief secondary, learning under Emmett Thomas, like I would think he's turned down jobs to say here so
1: far. Well, and Emmett Thomas has probably turned down jobs too. I'm pretty sure that well, when I he came so. here he was. He had previously been a defensive coordinator. I thought he was the Falcons' defensive coordinator at one point. I think so. Uh, Dirk, your
2: your pick. You're up. Well, I just got him kind of in line. Oh, okay. You going? You going in terms of quality? I mean, I'm.
1: I'm. I was actually just looking at the, the tweets.
2: I got you. Yeah, I, I favorited him also. Oh, okay. You throw in whatever. I'll, we'll skip it. We'll figure okay, it Okay, I didn't matter. Please address... I wanted to answer them all, even if it's just like a one-word answer. Oh, okay. Even if we just laugh at the question about how, how stupid it is. All right, Still cool. going Yep. Please address the tight end situation behind Kelsey. I don't know if I can do another year with Harris as main backup from West Burns. Just the tight end two position. Who gets more snaps next year? Demetrius Harris or... The, the new guy. Gavin Escobar. Gavin
1: Escobar. Escobar. Um... I mean, is it okay that I that I admit that I thought that of all the players that we had, James O'Shaughnessy was the best one, not named Travis Kelsey. I mean, <laughs> who else do we got? Travis Ross. We have yeah, Ross, Ross, Travis, Ross, Travis. We've got um, Emmanuel Bird. I don't know who that is. Did he play at Oregon? He's our other tight end. I don't think so. No. Well, I'm. Uh, please address the tight end situation behind Kelsey. Ask the team to Wes. 'Cause I think yeah. we've kind of been kind of been clamoring for that. Um I mean, I would think right now that like probably the guy that's in line for the most snaps there is probably Escobar, because he's been on a team, he's you know, they signed him as a free agent, he, he played four or five years for the Cowboys, played out his full contract and I got
2: a good feeling about Gavin Escobar.
1: I I got a don't. good feeling. Multiple but,
2: times I've said this, mm, just, okay. I don't know. But I also read a tweet five years ago where I said I had good feelings about Daquan Minzy, so don't trust my instincts.
1: <laughs> no, dude, don't. Not always. All right. I mean, do you, do you have a, a feeling one way or the other? I think that for the what most Dequan part... Daquan Minzy?
0: <laughs>
1: I think that the Chiefs are better positioned to not have tight ends on the field. And yeah, use Kelsey as like supers. a slot, and and well,
2: what you want to do is have Kelsey go either slot or in, but have another tight end on the field. Right, but I don't think that especially we really... if that guy can go out wide too, because then you got the Patriots offense where you got you can either bring both tight ends in and mm-hmm. run if they're a nickel, or you can split both tight ends out and pass if they're in base defense. You like know, that's that. that was the offense de jour, I guess, last year.
1: You know who you know really would have would have been a great fit is Jake But. But instead, we didn't want that butt. We let that butt go to Denver, and now I got to make a bunch of butt jokes, like bad butt jokes instead of good butt jokes. I'm which guessing, is guessing He's going to be the butt of the butt jokes now.
2: I'm guessing he's not healthy. I'm guessing it's an unhealthy butt.
1: <laughs> you need, need to wipe
2: it. You need to wipe that butt. I'm guessing you didn't do that enough. <laughs> well, he does have. Guessing he spent some time at the doctor, <laughs> at the butt doctor. <laughs> Well, all right. All right. Next question. <laughs> More Bell. <laughs> Let's see. Um, how do you feel about the Chiefs' O-line? Who's the best O-lineman, and who's the worst? From our guy, the realist Dat. Okay. Well,
1: look. I think that our best offensive lineman, whether we saw it last year or not, is Mitchell Schwartz. But... I don't, but I don't, but I also, like, honestly, I, I think Eric Fisher's good. I think we're past the point of, like, is, you know, where is he at? Like, I think that Eric Fisher is a good football player. I will give him the stamp of good.
2: Good. I think we got a whole collection of solid guys. Yeah. I don't think we have anyone stand out. Uh, maybe you could say Morse. Um, yeah. But I think we've got... You know, I think Schwartz and Fisher and Morse and LDT, they're all solid. Parker Anger. He's got to be technically the worst,
1: right? But
2: Yeah, you would think. Uh, oh, yeah, so who's the best and who's the worst?
0: Yeah. Uh, best and uh, yes, worst? It's, it's, hey, hey.
2: Did you recognize that? I don't know. I just did. Wow. <laughs> Brings me back. <laughs> uh, so I'll say best. I'll say Morse. Morse is the best? Just to be different. Okay. Cool, I can see him taking a leap this year. Yeah, and worse has got to be anger. I've heard, I've seen some other people laugh, ask, like, who's going to be the left guard
1: this year? I think it's
2: I very think it's, clearly anger. Angers angers. Job, yeah. Very I
0: clear.
1: mean, if I don't, I don't know. Like, people have have had a lot to say about the drop off that Spencer Ware had, and we're talking like
2: who had who had a lot to say about that? Oh, I've just seen a lot. Of,
1: I seen a lot of tweets about it. Oh, that it was like. He averaged, like, 130 yards a game through the first six weeks and then never cracked 100 the rest of the season. Um, And that's, like, combined, not just rushing yards. That's the yards from scrimmage or whatnot. Like, I don't think he went over 100 after week six, combined rushing and receiving. So, I mean, that's a bad look. But it was also that, like, it seemed like the running game in general really started to struggle after Anger went down. Oh, yeah. And they had to go full A direct correlation
2: that neither of us could really comprehend. Like, how could he be that important already?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, that's, like, it's. it does seem like that might be the case, though. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, because the, the other thing that was really great about the offensive line last year was that you had only two starting combinations, and it was Anger from the get-go, and then when he went down, Fulton. And yep. the other four played, you know, all 17 games, I guess. Yep. Um, and that's that's been rare. They want to build that continuity and I guess, you know, if you get, get anger to be able to stay healthy, you can hopefully get get a full six There's minutes. also the
2: stat that Schwartz and Larry were both very good pass blocking and average run blocking. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. Well, and then It's a better pass blocking line right now than it is a run blocking line.
1: That's for certain. There was also one of those... PFF stats. They said that Fisher and Schwartz got the least amount of help yeah. of any duo in the league. And Which I nobody knew what it meant. Nobody knew what it meant. I thought it meant that like the guards were bad, but it seems like it makes more sense that they weren't getting Ch- tight ends and running backs Correct. to help them. That's how I saw it. Okay. But
2: oh. I don't think anyone was 100% certain on that. We just had yeah. the stat. Okay, Had the stat. Nobody knew what it really meant. My favorite kind of stat. Uh, how about from uh, Ben Hamler here? What do you make of Seth Kaiser saying it's not unrealistic that Pat Mahomes could be ready this year? I saw, damn, I forgot to read it, but I saw Peter King also kind of said that he thought Mahomes would start some games this year.
1: I Did you I, read it? I haven't read Monday Morning Quarterback in my life because it's like 7,000 words every single time. Um I can I can I take a quick sidebar? Sure. Did you ever listen to There were a few different episodes where they would go through the segments on Pardon My Take, and they had a segment, Peter King eating the trash again. <laughs> they talked about they talked about like how a dog every once in a while just gets in the trash and he's eating the trash and you're like, no, you gotta stop that! <laughs> and so Peter King has had a few like tweets or things that he's written about, and they just like you just gotta swat him on the butt and just say, Peter, get out of the trash. Hey, Peter, man. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I, that, that's my favorite. Peter King is Peter's eating the trash again. Um, I mean, look, if Seth thinks that Mahomes could be ready this year, and Peter King thinks that Mahomes could be ready this year. Um, you guys know a lot more about quarterbacks and probably football than I do, so sure, whatever. I don't, I just, yeah, I don't think the Chiefs have any intention of letting him see the field. I think that they're going to keep him, like, as incubated away from actually having to start as possible. I agree. And let's see, it
2: says, Chiefs prediction in ten words or less. This is from Peter King. Pat Mahomes starts some. How much? I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine he replaces Alex Smith, no. unless he's super bad. I, I can't. He's not going to be bad enough to, to just get benched. If he gets hurt, then it's a question of Mahomes or Bray, I guess. So that's an mm-hmm. odd prediction. I don't know what he's predicting. Alex Smith gets hurt. Um, but, as far as Seth goes, I think the reason that Mahomes wouldn't be ready to start in 2017 is reasons is something that Seth can't study at all. He can look at all the tape he wants... But if he can't get the offense down and he can't get the terminology down, Andy's not going to put him out there. And that's that seems to be the biggest hurdle for Mahomes playing in 2017, It's getting used to running an offense the, the pro-style way, or Andy Reid's way, at least. So
1: that's what I would say to that.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, I just... I just... Don't get me wrong, Like I I want to watch Pat Mahomes, but... Like I'm, I'm trying as best I can to just like be calm, and like let this thing kind of play itself out. I don't want to be too eager to see Mahomes hit the field. Um, I just like I was, I listened a little bit to to Carrington show today, and they were talking about like, you know, when is when is the first time that people are going to be crying for Mahomes? Like how how many weeks into the season or whatnot. And it was pretty much like the first time that Alex Smith throws an interception, you're going to get calls on postgame shows about when are we going to see Mahomes. And like, well, yeah, the few. But, but like, that's the mob is fickle,
0: you know? And like, I, I just, think that's
2: the vocal minority. All it takes is one person who's, yeah. you know, all amped up, who had 10 beers
1: out of Arrowhead. Ooh, 10 beers at Arrowhead. Don't worry, Craig. We're going to get to that question. I already saw that one. I'm excited. Big <laughs> um, But, you know, oh. I don't think Mahomes is ready, and I don't want him to be ready right now.
2: Let's get to that question now, since you teased it. Okay. From our boy Craig Stout at Barley Hop on Twitter. Favorite tailgate beer, noon game at home beer, primetime game beer? So So I believe this is a tailgate out of Arrowhead, a noon game at home, like from
1: your own house? Yeah. Yeah. And a primetime game. Gotcha. So your primetime game beer is whiskey. Um. Yes. Something and, then, and then yelling at Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tirico all night. They deserved it. <laughs> that was such a bad game, but it was really, really entertaining. <laughs> in, the, in the second half with as drunk as you got, and and just the things that you were yelling at Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tirico. They deserved it. And then I loved that the next day PFF like rated his performance and it was not very good because he, he like threw for four touchdowns but it was like, they were all easy. They and... were, they
2: were off like the two yard line. <laughs> they are padding his stats. It was a <laughs> bullshit game. We don't need Rodgers. Shut no. up, Tariqo! You deserve it. I stand by
1: that. Entire uh, night. So, what's your favorite tailgate beer? Because like you and I are pretty similar in that like I want... At least one cocktail, if not two, for like the noon home game. I got a tailgate. Your what? Your screwdriver? Screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like the bloody.
2: I I can't touch Bloody Murray. That's I can't do any of that. It's just Bloody Murray. Bloody Murray. Bloody Andy Murray.
1: Bloody Andy Murray. Murray. Aaron Murray. Bloody not the tennis
2: player. Um, yeah, I like the, uh, if it's like 8 a.m., give me some OJ. Give me my vitamins. Yeah, but OJ I mean, I'll definitely,
1: like, I'll have the booze. Give, give me that booze. It's like 8 o'clock. That's I ain't fine. drinking
2: a beer at 8 a.m., I'll tell you that. I can't do it. Uh,
1: I mean, I can. I can't do it. But, ugh, beer of choice for a noon game. I think because it feels like I'm cramming instead of it's the afternoon and I've got this, like, a little more. If, it, if it's a tailgate for a 315 or a primetime game, Man, I feel so loose. I don't care. I'll, I'll drink it all. Hand it over. Let's do some shots. <laughs> um, but right, like, Primetime
2: tailgate beer is all beer.
1: <laughs> is alcohol. <laughs> um, the Noon Game, I feel like because I'm on a short leash, I probably need to drink like some heady beers. Hmm. I mean, now that it's available... I might need to get into like the sixty minute and the ninety minute for Dogfish Head because then it's like all right, ninety minute countdown, gonna tr- gonna drink me a Dogfish Head, sixty minutes, get fellas. to the sixty minute mark, all right, minutes. <laughs> that's that's my answer. Dog, the new the Dogfish Heads being available here. That's that's what it's gonna be for the
2: nooners. Uh, my noon game beer will be black tea because I am just waking up at around <laughs> eleven thirty, and I'm still not with it. I'm not a coffee guy. No, no, no. That's not. No, no,
0: no.
1: Oh, that's the noon game at home. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's your tailgate beer for noon?
2: Tail- oh, I guess uh, High Life. Yeah.
1: Something mm-hmm. light. I don't like it in a can. I love Miller High Life, but if it's not that bottle. Well, didn't
2: they? They said they banned bottles out of Arrowhead at some point. That's yeah. Not, not supposed
1: true. to have glass not out true. there, right? Don't you guys, you guys can paint the lines, but you're not going to check my cooler before I come in. <laughs> you're going to have to pry this beer out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> And we don't need another death in the parking <laughs> lot out there. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Ah! Primetime game beer. Um, I mean, prime, I, we discussed I drink, primetime tailgate. See, I primetime. drink the red can at home pretty much always. It doesn't matter if it's noon or primetime. I drink the ESB from Ska Brewing in Durango, Colorado. It's in a red can, and I drink those red cans.
2: I hardly repeat beers that I drink. I just like to drink different beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever. I mean, my standard beer, I guess, would be Boulevard Pale Ale. Yeah.
0: If I if well, I don't
2: have like a beer list and I just gotta order a beer like at a bar, I'm ordering a Pale Ale. Okay. I know that's. I know will probably have it. I know it's money. Uh, but you know, I I do different six packs all the time. I work at a liquor store, so I just I'm always trying different stuff. I try to new yeah. stuff.
1: And a lot of Coronitas too for you.
2: Hey, i take those are those are five packs, those are free. So <laughs> free beers, yes. My primetime game beer
1: of choice is free beer. Mm, I do like the the coronitas. I tell you what, don't sleep on the brown bottle corona. It's good. You got one? I, I don't, nah. No, uh-uh.
2: Oh here we go. Our guy, Country Boy. Big big fan of the show. You're going into a brawl with only two Chiefs to back you up.
1: Who are you choosing? I mean, I'm taking Alan Bailey. It's a mighty fine choice. That's, I, got the, I got the top pick, so you have to go with the next one, because we can't pick the same guys. Ah, oh, shit. That's a strong pick. Um... I think it's mainly just for the intimidation factor. I don't even know if Alan Bailey can, can throw a punch and whatever. I think he'll do all right but, with but it. But, yeah. <laughs> even if, you'll, you'll probably be okay. Even if you
2: don't fight and he just stands there. Um <laughs> Shit. I, th- I, almost, I might go with Que I mean, he definitely looks the part. Yeah. But he doesn't play as mean as I'd like to. He's a little raw. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Justin Houston. Okay. In my fight. Uh, I like the bald head.
1: <laughs> like the like the bald. It's a good look. <laughs> uh, my second pick is sausage.
0: Damn it! <laughs>
1: because, I was saving him <laughs> because he's obviously built like just a ridiculous person. But I also like that he's kind of short and stocky, and so I have like this very large muscly man and like a shorter muscly mus- man. man and I feel like Anthony hey muscly man just wants to like drink a few and get in a fight
2: <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm taking K-Pasa then with my second pick Okay, I'm going Houston and K-Pasa
1: alright
2: we're going to put this up to a poll later or should we no let's do it Not now. we'll, we'll,
1: figure we'll it. put
2: it up to a poll tomorrow we'll figure it out who's, who's going to win that fight Houston and K-Pasa versus uh, Alan Bailey and Anthony Scherner Anthony Scherner sausage good fight um, uh, me again yeah you're in charge I'm giving you you, you got the <laughs> I keep questions. forgetting will you boo or cheer Jamal back in KC on October 30th uh, if you want our full thoughts on that listen to our previous podcast uh, I will probably do neither probably boo him actually uh, I don't get very yeah. sentimental when I'm in Arrowhead yeah I can get sentimental outside uh, it's pretty straightforward when I'm there yeah, I imagine I don't care who's on the other side. It's
1: I imagine by Could be my time. mom running out
2: in a Broncos uniform and I and I boo her ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you thinking, mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean phew, normally kickoff for me I think is kind of peak drunk. Um and so yeah, I don't know. How about know. something we never addressed that I think
2: needs to be addressed. How long we waited to get into the playoff game Ugh. where we actually missed the first few snaps in the game. Ugh. That was maybe the most frustrating moment of you know, the last five years of my life.
1: There were so many people out there and everyone was chanting, LET US in <laughs> It was that was uh that took an exorbitant amount of time. It took like an hour. From when yeah. we got to like
2: the mob, yeah. going into the game because we left earlier than usual. Like can't miss any snaps tonight. It's the playoff game. We sat there close to an hour.
0: It
1: was, and like, it was
2: because people were just taking their time at that at the little uh, metal check or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And me and you, remember we get up there and we just sprint through, like just go. They're <laughs> not gonna stop you. Just go. <laughs> Nobody cares about being safe right now. Everybody cares about seeing the game.
1: Yeah, that was that was really frustrating. Um, I mean, I don't. Am I gonna am I gonna boo Jamal? I don't I don't know. Just process. I'll, I'll, I'll probably boo him. He's he's it's the Denver. It's the Denver. From
2: our guy Darrelis Datt, question two, two for him. Where will the Chiefs be most improved? That was least expected. I'm guessing that is for twenty seventeen. Where will the Chiefs be most improved? That was least expected.
1: That's a tough one. I feel like there's one of two ways to go here.
2: I will say, I think Alex Smith's going to be good. Yeah. I think Alex Smith will have his best year as a Chief this season. Which everybody said before last season, because mm-hmm. of all the weapons. <laughs> um, the weapons are still there. The line is still there. And I just think the there's more urgency for him now. Uh, maybe he won't be as conservative as in years past. Maybe he's, you know, this is it. This is it for Alex. This is his year. You get this year, and then that's it, probably. Unless something crazy happens, one year and that's it. And he seems to do good when the pressure's on the most. It seems like so.
0: Okay.
2: I believe in Alex in 2017.
1: That was that's one of the two options. The other option, and be, and I, I feel like I'm trying to frame it inside the question, which is where would it be unexpected? Um, and so I'm going to say the run defense and. Number one, the obvious answer is because they added Benny Logan, and he's considered, I think, maybe the best run-stuffing nose tackle in the NFL based on the way he's played the last couple of years. Um, so I I do think that, <clears throat> despite how some folks might feel, that Benny Logan is actually a bit of an upgrade, specifically at defending the run. Um, <clears throat> as far as like getting better at linebacker, or just getting better as a team in run defense, the biggest thing is they've had to self-scout. That's what they know that they're bad at, so they have to be spending time this offseason focusing on it. Cool. From our guy, uh,
2: I don't want to say that, James P. Uh, can you name three players more likely to be cut than Jaw Reed, Philip Gaines, and Albert Wilson? I like Albert Wilson, but that role can be filled for less. Um. Yeah, I can name three people more likely to be cut. Maybe not bigger <laughs> just, names.
1: Just sort that roster. <laughs> just look at it. That won't be hard. Who was that
2: tight end we brought up earlier? Him. Um. I can see Albert Wilson getting cut, yeah. Ja Reed, I mean, you could do it to save money, but that there's no... I'd rather save money in March than I would in August or
1: whatever. Yeah, I don't think ja Reed's going. So John ja
2: Reeds, a, I think he's a valuable backup tech. We know he can play. He can play guard too so I mean he's kind of a yeah. a backup for a four different positions.
1: I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't make the team.
2: I mean the only, I think he's the reason he asks because it's contract, yeah. which I get, but uh, I'm, I'm not up for, I'm not down with saving money in August. I'm down with saving money in February and March. Philip Gaines, I could see that. none of us know where we are. We were all concerned last year with his injuries, and then they, they mm-hmm. were there again. So nobody, I mean, yeah, I could see the game definitely getting cut, especially with the, all those bodies we got at corner.
1: Yeah. I think that uh, I'm having a hard time deciding, like, how all-in the team really might be right now. After drafting Mahomes, like, it just it, it feels so weird, you know. Um, but I guess I want to throw this name out there, Dustin Colquitt, and and it's it's like based seemingly on money. Um, I know that people like I've don't follow me on Twitter that day, folks. Don't do it. I've I've do not follow me. (laughs) I've referenced it a few times before, but um, when they got rid of Suckup in favor of Cairo Santos, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, because none of us saw you didn't, you didn't really see it in preseason from Cairo, and Suckup didn't do anything wrong, but he was really high-paid. Suckup was one of the highest-paid kickers in the league when they got rid of him, and it was so as just purely a let's get younger and cut some money move. And they did bring in a punter. We have a second punter on the roster, some dude from Duke. And, I mean, Dustin Colquitt's old, man. He is. But, I mean... He's also a league-average punter now. Yeah, I just, I I'll, I I don't know if it makes more sense to do it next year when it's like, we're going to cut a bunch of, let's call it dead weight, knowing that you're going to take a step backward and you actually get to keep your first-round pick. Because something like field position is still really important for this team. And Colquitt can drop it inside the 20 like anybody in the league. It's not about necessarily, you know, booting them far anymore. um uh, uh mr
2: ding. Chris Jones said he likes the new celebration rules. Wants to give somebody the Stone Cold Stunner. What's your favorite finishing wrestling move? From Chief Fanatic 69420. Sixty-nine four twenty. Well thanks, Man. Chiefs Fanatic. Good job. Um Favorite finishing move. Um I always like the power bomb, that's my favorite one to do like in person. So kind of the Kevin Nash I think he might call it the jackknife, actually, but it's the same same basic concept. Maybe Sid Vicious. Maybe you remember him? He's finishing moves. The, the power bomb. Big fan of that. Mm-hmm. The, the funniest over time is Mankind's Mandible Claw when you just take his two <laughs> fingers and shove them down your throat. <laughs> that seems like, you know, it has such an easy way to defend it. You know, just bite down. Um, and nobody ever did that, so that's, that was kind of fun. Uh, outside of that, I don't know. Undertaker's Tombstone kind of stands out. You, you get anything? Jake the Snake, DDT. I was always a big fan of.
1: So there's <clears throat> there's a few that I always liked. Yeah, um, the Rock was my guy. Like, oh, there we go. I love the Rock. So the People's Elbow. I uh, got, yes. got no problem with that People's Elbow at yes. all. Yes. Um, what's what was the uh, the Ultimate Warrior just like from the top rope thing that he? I don't even know what to mm. call that. But I don't know if he had anything with top rope. Maybe Macho Man. Uh, Macho maybe, Man had
2: yeah. the elbow from the top rope. Ultimate Warrior. I don't even know what his finishing move was.
1: Um, I mean, the other one for me, and again, like, I guess I'm more of a... I got into wrestling later than you did. I'm not a wrestling historian. But, I mean, Bill Goldberg. I Ah, love watching The Spear. (laughs) Because, I mean, you just, like, people... It's like, it was like football. You just, like, their whole body comes off the ground. And their arms and legs shoot out. And, man, when he got to that... um, what What was Brock Lesnar's finishing move? Just... Being big and awesome. I think this is also the spear. I thought they were just the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except, one I think they fought at the this WrestleMania, I
2: think. What? I think.
1: Oh, man. Wrestling. Um, Recycling people. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, Shawn Michaels, the, the super kick kind of stands out. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, submiss- submission moves, like Bret Hart's sharpshooter. Oh, what's the. Was again?
1: What was the one that Chris Benoit did? Oh. Ugh. The face thing, Wolverine. Um, They called him the Wolverine. I can't remember what it is. I should know this. That sucks. But yeah, that's a good one. I should know that. Rest in peace, Chris Benoit.
2: Yeah, and every other wrestler. (laughs) You want to see a dangerous sport, check out wrestlers that are in their 40s or 50s now. Alright, how about... uh, Here we go. Chromatic 85. If Mahomes is a bust, does that put the core of the team in jeopardy? Guys aging, signing elsewhere, and necessitate a Rebuild. Um, if Mahomes is a bust, I mean, I guess the core team's in jeopardy. You're not going to win a championship. Yeah, you're probably looking at if he's a horrible bust. You're probably bringing in a veteran who's probably equivalent to Alex Smith, and you're kind of uh, in the same place you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be bad, obviously, when Mahomes is in the process of busting. It's hard to be good with a bad quarterback. Um, but yeah, I would say that does put it in jeopardy. I like this. The team is set up to win under Mahomes's reign. Yeah. Uh, past him, like I keep ta- I keep harping on the 2019 Chiefs. Like that's when I think they're going to peak, is you know 2018 to 2020. Um, and so I don't I don't know if there's enough there to say they're going to be have a really good roster past 2020.
1: Can I submit a sub question? Sure. If Mahomes is a bust, what current NFL quarterback is that veteran? Most likely that the Chiefs are targeting at that <laughs> Who is it? The guy that can't win a Super Bowl that we think can maybe win one here. Trevor Simeon. Oh god, uh, I hope not. I was thinking along the lines of like Stafford or Tannehill or
2: Tannehill I could see. Kirk Cousins. I mean it's gotta be like the Hoyer, the that kind of guy that's just passed
1: around from everyone. Yeah, I mean but it you know, Alex Smith was with the same team for a long time and then they're just like, eh you know. I don't know. Could, that's like, why I'm saying the guy that's not going to win a ring and it'd then be like comes Marcus free.
2: Mariota if he flames out. Yes, it'll
1: be one it of these guys who we think is promising right now, but he actually
2: flames out. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: okay. Uh, from password taco out of the rookies the Chiefs drafted, who do you think has the biggest impact this season? Uh, definitely check out our last week's show for that. I think the answer from both of us is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt.
1: And if you want to slow that down, that username is password, password is taco. Is- Password saga. Am I talking fast? You did on that one. You said uh, password. You got it. Yeah, you got it.
2: Yeah, we all got it. I knew it. <laughs> How about from underscore J <laughs> R <laughs> Stewart? Thanks. All right. Based on their schedule, what do you think the record will be this year? Uh,
1: eleven and five. No, sure. ten and six. I don't know. Right in that in that vicinity. <laughs> Who's gonna say something other than
2: ten, and six, or eleven five? <laughs> it's just there. Um, let's see. From our guy, oh here we go. From Craig and Calgary. If you had to give your buddy a handy while looking him in the eye, but it guaranteed you two Super Bowls within the next ten
1: years, would you do it? Are those are those Super Bowl wins or <laughs> Super Bowl appearances? I believe that is Super Bowl wins.
2: Um this is the
1: age old question. Are you my I, buddy? I don't. In this scenario? or it's, oof, Yeah, I guess so. Does <laughs> it have to be a Dutch rudder? Can we get four for that? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> I'm afraid I don't understand the, the follow up question. Did you see Zach and Miri make a porno? Probably. <laughs> but I don't remember, I guess. The, the Dutch rudder. Dutch rudder, I so guess it's just double time? It, well, it's going T Rex on it. It's something
1: about if you grab the man, but <laughs> the man moves your arm, then uh, you're not actually doing it. Then it's not cheating. But then he said, <laughs> "But then it's the then you can do the double Dutch rudder." That was, it's Jay from Jay and Silent Bob that's explaining it to Seth Rogen. All right. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, so important disclaimer with this
2: question. You have to, like, not know it's affiliated. So, it's, you're kind of in make-believe land here. So, you can't... I'm not going to do it if you just tell me, like, okay, now they win two Super Bowls in the next ten years. I like, well, I'm not really going to care. And I'm not going to be surprised or anything. Like, it won't be the same. You see what I'm saying? We're getting <laughs> in, We're getting into time travel questions here. <laughs> but, but... Where if you know the future, then no, I'm not doing it. So, we're in a make-believe world here. But, you so... I'm not doing it just to bring happiness to everybody else, no. I'm not just doing it, no.
1: Um, I think I'm not. You would be bringing happiness to at least one person. (laughs) Your buddy.
2: I think I'm going with no because of the important detail while looking him in the eye. Can I be blindfolded and looking in his general direction? (laughs) And so I am not doing it because I think the Chiefs are going to win at least one Super Bowl in the next ten years as is without me giving the hand job.
1: So I'm saying no. Much to everyone's surprise. Well, when you started started getting into all the weird logistics of this about like... Well, do you see what I'm saying? But it will ruin the surprise. And I'm like, okay, but if you do it and you don't know why, then... The only reason was for like my enjoyment. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's basically bland. So. You would have to do it, and then you'd have to take a pill that made you forget doing it. Oh. In this scenario, it would definitely be the red pill. Yes. I don't know if that's accurate with the movie or not, but, but it would be to, the red pill.
2: You'd have to keep the memory of, of giving the handy. You have to yeah. live with that shame. It,
1: you can't just be flashy thing. No. It's only flashy specific
2: thing. thing that you don't know. You don't know about the two Super Bowls in the next ten years.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. touch anyone's but mine. Ah!
2: Sorry. Ryan doesn't want to play. Alright, from uh, Nolan, if you had to name, <laughs> this is what I started asking for silly ones, by the way. <laughs> if you had to name your firstborn after a well-known Raider or Bronco, who would it be? Has to be obvious example, as in Elway, not John.
1: Can I just say Bo? Bo. Yes. I mean, I don't... That's a very good answer. It's and it's. It, I think the
2: disclaimer here is the player has to be known most. Somebody asked if you could use Neil Smith. I mm-hmm. think the player has to be known most for playing with the Raiders or the Broncos.
1: Yeah, this has to be like a like a nemesis. But the problem is, is like, I don't know. I'm thinking about it like in this in like a. Does that sound like a good name? Ah. like the person that I would hate, but I guess I don't mind it that much. Is like. Like Atwater. Shannon. But like Atwater's like, I can't... Shit. Clinton. Clinton. Hmm. I loved Clinton Portis. I don't care that he what? played for, I don't care that he Jesus. played for Denver. I thought yeah, he was okay. so fun.
2: He wore that belt against the Chiefs. And you're going to sit here and say he liked Clinton Portis?
1: I liked Clinton Portis because he like wore costumes in his... Press conferences and I think I attacked got, my television got, when he wore the,
2: the belt against the Chiefs. Like I think I, I needed a new TV after that day.
1: Got fined multiple times for wearing tall socks, and he was like, I don't care, take my money, I want to wear my socks this way.
0: I don't All know what they they
1: do. Do. I'm fine with it. He's a um, Redskin in my book. Gannon is the first one that
2: comes to mind for me. The problem mm. is, then you have a child named Gannon.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like,
2: although. Ganon's not bad, I guess. Like, he's like the final uh, wizard in Zelda, isn't he? Isn't that Ganon?
1: I don't. I didn't play enough Zelda. Vanilla. Someone in
2: Zelda is named Ganon. Hmm. I'm going to say Ganon. You're going with Bo, I'm going with
1: Ganon? I'd say, like, the worst possible option... Shannon. Romanowski. <laughs> Romanowski... Elway would be pretty Paul. bad.
2: <laughs> this is my child, Elway. Like, oh my god. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
1: It would be pretty bad.
2: Um, Here we go. Let's, let's get a football question in here. The date is February 25th, 2019. Does Stanley Jean Baptiste's recent emergence make Marcus Peters expendable? From HuskerDew69420. Is that another
1: 69420? Yeah. We have multiple usernames with 69420. Yeah. Millennials. <laughs> um, does Stanley Jean Baptiste's recent emergence make Marcus Peters expendable? Uh, nothing other than a career-ending injury makes Marcus Peters expendable. Uh, he's my favorite chief of all time, right now. Period. Doesn't have like he could never play another down for the Chiefs, and he'd be my favorite chief of all time. Interesting. Um,
2: yeah, no, you don't mean that.
1: I No way. I think I mean it. No
2: way. You're speaking. <clears throat> you're trying to speak big again. No. You don't mean it. I called my shot. I the Chiefs to go 2-14 and 14 over 14-2. and two. <laughs> You're probably going to try and defend this. I called my shot. You like him more
1: than Derek Thomas right now. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I got to see Derek Thomas, and he did some amazing things, obviously. You can say that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I latched on to Peters very, very early in the draft process. I mean, and I then, get why you like it. And then... We, all, we you know, all get it. My whole... You guys... Look. That draft. That draft specifically. Alright. Draft night. Okay. Marcus Peters. I took my buddy, who was getting married, like two days later, to a Royals game. On the first night of the draft.
2: What do you think of the Royals in 2017?
1: We, they still have those? <laughs> um, I had to avoid and earmuff myself like ten times at, at a Royals game. And then I get home. I turn the lights down low. I deep dive. Bust up the lotion? I turn that draft on. I didn't fast forward. I watched every pick. I watched it. Did you give your money a handy? And then when we took, <laughs> we took Peter's, it was like... One of my my favorite Chiefs moments. And then, I mean, gosh, the first time I got to see him play live, when we played against Denver, and we paid way too much money to go to that game, only for Jamal and Alex Smith to fumble it away, Marcus Peters had a pick six against Peyton Manning. Yep, And I'm like, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> just wanted to know that it was Peters. I mean, it's I... Terrence just, Mitchell. I I just, I love that guy. I love that guy. I, Marcus Peters is the best player on the team. So, no, there's nothing that makes him ex- expendable.
2: I'm not going to let you shit on Stanley Jean Baptiste like that. <laughs> but good question. Thank you, Husker 69420 69 420. This one from respected columnist Sam Mellinger with a hard G. If you scored a touchdown in a world without celebration penalties, what would you do? Um. Personally, I'm more of a hand-the-ball-to-the-ref kind of guy. <clears throat> <laughs> Just look up my mini-flag uh, football touchdowns throughout my storied career. Um, I, I, you know, I think my favorite celebration was in a Super Bowl when Doug Baldwin squatted down and pooped <laughs> out the football. Pooped out the
0: football. That
2: was the favorite celebration. And it, was, it was hitting up. It was conspiratorily hitting up. They they switched cameras real quick and cut away mysteriously, um, and then you didn't you didn't really find out what happened until the next day, I think, or maybe later that night or something.
1: Oh yeah, what the actual dance was? Yeah,
2: because they just kind of cut away. They didn't even they didn't like blur it <laughs> out or anything. It's just like cut to something random, and you're like, that was weird. I can't. But you never think about it. it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. In a Super
1: Bowl. <laughs> Um, I mean, what would I do? I'd probably just, like, dance. And I'm not necessarily a good dancer. And it wouldn't be, like, a like a move. I wouldn't be, like, dabbing or something. I don't know. But, like, I'd probably just try to, like, dance as a, as a white man. Who's dancing. the guy that
2: does, like, the... Is it Crazy Legs Hirsch, maybe? Or no, I don't think he's named after that. Damn, I can't think who it is. But, like, he does the dance where his knees are kind of moving in and out. Uh, so his feet are planted, and he's kind of just like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, guys, but
1: you can't see it. Yeah. Is you know like, that a dance? It's sort of like the butterfly, but not really. I don't know. <clears throat> Is that a dancer? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I loved <clears throat> the era of celebrations when it was like Ocho Cinco, Steve Smith, Joe Horn, T.O., and they're trying to like one up each other every week. I absolutely loved it. That was as much fun as I've had watching football like of teams that aren't the chiefs in my life i I loved when Steve Smith scored the touchdown and he like immediately sat down and looked behind him and started rowing the boat furiously rowing the boat. <laughs> I do think that the exciting thing about the celebrations is that it specifically said that group celebrations are not. Like a penalizing offense. So, I'm thinking that we're going to get some good stuff. And the Chiefs might, you know, get some touchdowns. Call it back on penalties, but still get some dances. <laughs> you know, I'm good with that. Get the kid in play again, as long as Justin Houston's healthy. You know what I miss? What's that?
2: Oh, the, the fitty bobble? Just the bob. <laughs> That
1: hit, Bob. You guys couldn't see. I guess you can't see that.
2: I looked up a best touchdown. I was trying to figure out who that does that dance, but all I could find was Merton Hanks shaking his neck around. <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> got to be a good one. I want the neck so I can do that. <laughs> if there are no celebration rules and there are no neck rules, give me a new
1: neck. All right, I've got one. Oh. From Bob Larson at Chuck and Muck. Bob, blah, blah. Most likely storyline if the 2017 Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Mahomes takes over for Alex and gets rolling. No. Tom Brady gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Bob, it's Wait, those ladder. are the two choices? Those were the two choices that he put. Yes, but it's, Tom Brady gets hurt. If Tom Brady gets hurt is definitely the most likely yes, way that that's... anyone other than the Patriots wins the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
1: That's just, like, that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: I agree.
2: But, but... I'm still like, they're not like huge favorite. It's not like, it's not anything crazy. I'm not going to take the Patriots against the field. Mm, I would. Against the entire NFL? I would
1: take the Patriots against the field. I'll give you that bet right now. If. Any, any amount you want yeah, to bet. No, but the problem is, okay. we have the Madden curse on our side. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady. And Tom Brady taunted it. He taunted the Madden curse. Tom Brady. It's Give gonna, me that Tom Brady injury. It's going to
2: be so great. Can, but we, can we do this? Week one we hire a known assassin to come on the team for that one game. You know who I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. He went to Vanderbilt. Bernard Pollard. No, he went to Purdue. Yeah. He's a bowler maker. Same colors. Yeah. This is how Bernard do,
2: Pollard this is how one game
1: contract. <laughs> Bring him in and blitz Brady the entire game. And and for those of you keeping score at home, the last time Tom Brady got hurt it was against the Chiefs. It was Bernard Pollard. Season opener.
2: And wasn't it week one?
1: Yeah, it was season opener. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And even better, Brody Croyle got hurt in that game, so we actually had a chance to win. <laughs> even though we didn't.
1: <laughs> okay, Brad Wingo, you can't ask nine questions. We'll okay. pick two.
2: We got new questions coming up?
1: We got a lot.
2: You got questions I don't even have?
1: We got, we got multiple. There's, there's way too many from Brad Wingo. We'll pick two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one
1: oh god if Alex Smith had Derek Carr's offense could he actually be elite no no
2: I mean I think he's his offense isn't that far off from
1: I, I don't think Derek Carr's I mean our, our offensive oh, really? line's
2: a, a bit down or not a bit down they're, they're worse than the Raiders Amari Cooper's probably better than any of our receivers although maybe you could argue Kelsey's just as good just as important
1: uh, uh no. no no that's that's no. Um do you want do you want a question about the Patriots, about the Raiders or about Derek Johnson? Raiders. Will we sweep them again? No. I think we're going to split and I hate
2: road games on Thursday nights. I think
1: it's a huge advantage for whoever's
2: at home on
1: Thursday nights. Yeah, I think I think we're going to split. I don't so, I, I loved Seth's, like, tweet tirade about the Raiders after Peter King put the Raiders as number two yeah. in in his power rankings and the Chiefs were at eight or something. Yeah. Um, the, the problem, as Seth ended up pointing out, is that, like, the Raiders are damn near perfect, at least last year, outside of playing the Chiefs. Yeah. So, if they continue to beat up everybody else and they go 0-2 against the Chiefs, that's the argument that I made, you know. 14-2 versus 2-14. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to that 2-14
2: season next year. You're, you're going to be all about it. You're going to love that season. Yes. Beat those Raiders.
0: All right. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I know I don't think we're going to sweep the Raiders. The, the Raiders are good. They're absolutely good. But, uh, I mean, some of it depends on the health of his leg and is Marshawn Lynch effective. If Marshawn Lynch isn't good, like, who's, who's, their, who's their running back? Jalen Rashard, I mean, they got the guy from Texas Tech. Actually, the uh, DeAndre Washington or whatever. Oh,
2: they drafted him
0: too. Mm, okay, well, we got. He we got looks really
2: good in college. We got the better deal. I see why they drafted him. Now, he was pretty good last year when he played. I think he got hurt. Mm. Or you never know. He went. He went away. How about here? One uh, from KC Dave eighty five. If you could take any player off any other NFL roster and put them on the Chiefs, who would it be? Uh, a couple things on this. You need to break it down into either quarterback or non-quarterback, mm-hmm. and into, uh, like, career-wise or one year. If you're saying one year, I'm taking Brady.
1: No I question. Mean, if he's not on the cover of Madden.
2: No question. <laughs> also, you gotta think about this, although, I will offer, the disclaimer here: is you're taking that player off that team. So you pretty much have to choose an AFC player, because you're making them worse. Yeah. So if you're not choosing Brady, you're probably choosing Derek Carr. If you're looking for like a career guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like the one year thing, anybody that doesn't pick Tom Brady, I'm gonna question why. Um, I mean, maybe the other option is somebody wants to take like Khalil Mack or J.J. Watt or something like that. I mean, I could see Khalil Mack because then the Raiders don't have much of a pass rush. And no, I mean, you you're pretty much guaranteed to be... If you're
2: including quarterbacks, you have to take a quarterback. I mean, you can say Rodgers or Russell Wilson or something like that, I guess. But mm. I would argue you have to take an AFC player and you have to take a quarterback.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Well, um, What I mean, about
2: non-quarterback?
1: Well, I mean, I said Khalil Mack. Von Miller is in there, obviously, too. I think Von
2: Miller is better than Khalil Mack, personally.
1: Yeah, but he... Mm, yeah... And I think
2: J.J. Watt's probably better than both of them.
1: And J.J. Watt also, like, gets to play defensive end. And so we don't, like, we don't know if Alan Bailey is good or not. And if you get to have J.J. Watt, Alan Bailey, and Chris Jones, and Benny Logan, like, they could... J.J. Watt changes a lot of things.
2: I don't like J.J. Watt, though, so I'm going (laughs) Andamacan Sue. (laughs) Because, so personally for me, it would be exciting. Um, I mean, I would also... <sighs> no, but I'd, I mean, my answers are probably Brady and Von Miller.
1: Yeah. Man, you start putting all these disclaimers in there. And I... And well, you then... want just a plain
2: question? you could take any player off any NFL roster and put them on the Chiefs, who would it be?
1: Uh... If I... <laughs> I, ca- I kind of want Zeke. I think. Zeke? I think so. I mean I, I See like... that's why I
2: had to put disclaimers on it, so he wouldn't give answers
1: <laughs> like Zeke. Dude, he's so good. He's Dude, gonna be broken down in he's three years. So good. Um, I don't know. Who's the best linebacker in the league? I love the, the off ball stand up. can I have Luke Keekley I sure. love the Keekley, Sure. He's good.
2: It's a terrible answer, you can have him. On. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean who would you want to play opposite Marcus Peters if you could just pick any corner? Who's the best? Is it Patrick you know who I'd Is it Patrick Peterson? Sean Smith. Sean Smith. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we've already got him, Stanley Jean Baptiste. Uh,
2: I like Josh Norman a lot, even though he didn't have the best of years last year. Uh, I guess Peterson's up there. Mm-hmm. I think a corner I guess is in the is, yeah, corner's in the discussion if you're going non quarterbacks. But, but what
1: about left tackle? It's such a premium position <laughs> yeah. in the league. Yeah, give me Joe Thomas. Yeah,
0: woo, woo.
1: <laughs> yes, we just got mildly better.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, let's see, KC Chiefs Kool Aid. Do you give Demetrius Harris a big contract if he has one catch on four targets, but it's in it's on the Super Bowl winning two point conversion? Uh um, no. I give Demetrius Harris all the swag that he wants, though, so he doesn't have to take the trips to Mexico, Missouri anymore. I just cut him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right there, on the spot. Uh, does Daddy get at least four sacks this season? Um, from Keshawn Brown, at Chief Priest 25. Priest wore 31, Keshawn. Wait, 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 um, how do you spell Daddy? D A D D Y? D A D I Oh, so Daddy. Appropriately, okay. yeah.
2: I didn't know so, he meant Daddy, like... Maybe calling Tombo uh, Halle Daddy
1: or Justin Houston, yeah. the dad. Yeah, no, uh, actually, Daddy. Um, so, and and Joel put a post up about it today, um, saying like, do do we think he's going to be ready? Do we think he's going to play this year? Because he got the had a really tough injury, and it was like what week sixteen or seventeen? It was really late. Um. I don't know if he's going to get at least four sacks this season, but I think that a healthy Daddy Nicholas like being an option for the team is really important for them because we have three pass rushers. That's it. And I mean, question marks if, about all If you If you count Taino in that group, which I don't know exactly how they're going to play him, then maybe you have four, but he's obviously really wrong. Not that Daddy isn't, but like... I think that Daddy Nicholas is a really important part of their pass rush. And honestly, I'm, I'm just writing off the pass rushes. Not, they're just not going to be good this year. That's just, that's, that is my opinion. I don't think they're going to be good. I, I think they have the a
2: word. wide variance. I think the team's success kind of depends on it. Um, they could be a really good team again if it's great. I mean, you could, all three of those questions could be answered yes, or all three could be answered no, and it would be a major swing. I mean, if Houston isn't healthy again, and say he gets hurt again, Tombo's really old, and then D Ford shows up for half his games, but not the other half, uh, then you're not going to have a pass rush and you're probably not going to have a great defense or a great team. If Justin Houston
1: is healthy, then I don't think that any of the other pass rushers have to be good. Yeah, like if so that's if, questions answered, yes. Then yeah, if you get if you get a healthy Justin Houston, then you're fine. I mean. I saw something so disappointing today. He's only been healthy for 16 games, three of his six seasons. Ugh. That sucks. Surprises that many. Um, I like Daddy Nicholas, though.
2: I like him a lot. I think you're more likely to see him with four sacks in 2018 because he's just coming off the an injury and we don't know what we got. I've, man, I, I, I want to keep him.
1: I really don't want him to go the way of Josh Martin, my last late round Chiefs draft crush.
2: Yep. Or who was the guy we brought back?
1: Desmond Moses. Moses a bunch of times.
2: Um, what Chiefs? What current Chiefs player are you most emotionally tied to? And was Jamal Charles that player before getting released this year? Marcus Peters.
1: Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters,
2: Peters. Ruck the faders. Sixty nine four twenty. Um, <laughs> I will say that I am most emotionally tied to. Tom Holland. I think he is the guy that I want to the Chiefs to win for the most. Like, I would be happiest for him. Or saddest to see him go, or, or whatever. We've been through the most battles together. Mm-hmm. Um, you say Marcus Peters? I mean, obviously.
1: For, it's, it's Marcus Peters, and, and underneath him, it's like 1-1-A one and one A is Derek Johnson. Um, I just... Yeah, I think the choices are kind of Tom, but Peters for you is different.
0: Yeah.
2: But I think the choices are... You kind of look at the veterans, and you either say Tomba, DJ, Barry... Dustin Colquitt. Or he asks... <laughs> he asks about Jamal. He kind of includes Jamal in this question. Yeah. Which is a good rate question by Ruck the Figures twenty. Um But I, my answer to those guys is Tomba.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, but I you, think... You got DJ? <clears throat> I, yeah, of those guys, it'd, it'd be DJ. And I mean, I think... Obviously, like there are going to be people that would will say Pat Mahomes. Like, they're just... They're hitching all of their emotions on Mahomes at this, or point. even
2: Alex Smith. If you defended Alex Smith this whole time, I mean, is it who's who is?
1: Oh, there's still people who is under the age of fifty still defending Alex Smith still, all the time.
2: There's still people. Twitter is not an appropriate <laughs> reflection of Chiefs fan.
1: Okay, so let's go into Bob Fesco's Facebook comments and find the Alex Smith defenders. How
2: that? <laughs> yeah, because Facebook's an accurate representation. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, good question.
1: It's got it's it's definitely Peters for me. Like just as far as rosters out to bottom. If you guys didn't get that from my other, you know, three minute diatribe on how much I love Marcus Peters earlier. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is an odd question. You play Russian roulette, you live, the Chiefs make the postseason for the rest of your life, you lose, dead and Chiefs leave <laughs> KC. I don't think that's a question. <laughs> that's just a really unfun proposition <laughs> that I have to play Russian roulette for. <laughs> if it's a question, my answer is no.
1: I don't like guns. You don't like guns? Mm-hmm. Guns are bad.
2: Say, oh, because Russian roulette's spinning a gun? Yeah,
1: I don't like guns. I don't want to touch a gun, ever.
2: Me neither. Uh, from Philip the Buzzing, five surprise cuts, stat predictions for wide receivers, running backs, sacks. Um, five potential surprise cuts. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about... Somebody else kind of asked out about that. Two guys that I could see. Demarcus Robinson and Eric Murray. Just a couple of fourth-round picks. I think people are, think they're going to be on the team just because we drafted them, but fourth-round picks don't always make it to year two. Uh, and we got a lot of depth in each of those positions, so I'll say. The,
1: the Robinson, I agree with, but I think you're crazy when it comes to Eric Murray because... Ron Parker's getting up there, getting toward the end of his contract too. Um, Murray has the flexibility to play both corner and safety, and he was an All-Pro as a rookie, albeit on special teams. Mm, that's uh, fair. Although we
2: did release the top three special teams a couple years ago.
1: Our yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Yeah. We don't. It's it's plug and play with uh, with old Dave Talb over there. Well, and they he can just, turn anybody to,
1: to an All-Pro special teamer. Apparently. Well, and we just signed some guy that was like second in the NFL in special teams tackles. Some dude. I can't remember his name. Hmm. I think it's the guy that went to the same high school in Miami that Dwayne Bow did, so he's definitely going to be good. I like that. I like that logic. <clears throat> uh we got a line down here? What do you got any more? I got Nope. Yep. You you're uh, you're gonna drive this ship. You're gonna you're gonna take us into the dock. Uh how much more involved do you see Ty Hill? Which position group
2: is the weakest? Which is the strongest? Uh from our guy Michael Muse. For Michael Howard, I guess.
1: Sixty nine, four
2: twenty. No, no, no. Okay. I was
1: just asking.
2: Don't falsify the the questions here. I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, how much more involved? I'm kind of i a little bit worried about Tyreek Hill this year. Why? I don't know. I just I don't know. He had all those huge plays last year. Like, what if defenses just adjust and kind of take it away? They're more ready for him, and I don't know if he's ready to be like a traditional receiver. I mean, people keep telling me that he is, but I'm not... I guess I'm not convinced yet.
1: Is there a guy that we can think of that has been, like, a a similar weapon to Tyreek Hill that had, like, an extended success? I mean, most people were kind of comparing him to Percy Harvin, and Percy Harvin's career ended up in the gutter because of concussions... And I guess maybe some other health stuff.
2: Well, I think he, I think he fell off too before that. I, and he I, was injured, but he had that one year where he was like, you know, in the MVP discussion. Yeah, and he was never even close to that
1: again. I mean, I don't I don't know if I count like Darren Sproles because he's like purely a running back, and he does a bunch of stuff, kick returns and whatnot. But like, I don't think I can I can count him. I don't know because that it's it is. Naturally, when you think of some of these guys that have been used as like gadgets, you get a little weary because none of them have had like a, a long career of success. Yeah. and and maybe like one of the guys that had a lot of success over over a period of time was Dante Hall here, but it was basically just as a kick returner. I mean, he got involved in the offense and he maybe scored a handful of offensive touchdowns in his career. But yeah, like, I mean, he was
2: he was a good third receiver when we had you yeah. know everything humming. Um. He
1: put up probably 600 yards and five touchdowns in a couple years. Maybe. Eh, that seems generous. I could be wrong. But that offense was really good. I think with, with Tyreek, like, dude, he's he's just a really unbelievable talent. It's so rare, the skills that he has. And, like, there's only so much that defense can do to try to adjust. And if his numbers go down because the defense is, quote-unquote, adjusting to him... Then that just means that Travis Kelsey's gonna catch thirteen hundred yards and twelve oh, yeah. touchdowns or oh, yeah. you know, Jeremy Macklin or whoever I think that Jeremy Macklin is going to have a big season. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, I don't I don't know if like if that's just gonna be whatever Chiefs fan thinks. But like I no I,
2: No I don't think so at all. I think people are a lot of people are just like, like riding him off. Yeah, like done with Macklin. It's just like, no man, he he had a I, tough year, he went through a lot of shit, like personal shit. That I could, yeah. That's I mean he lost his best friend. Uh, I could easily see that affecting his play. He's not able to focus all year.
1: Yeah, he said he wasn't healthy, and obviously he had the personal stuff going on, and it sounds like, after hearing him today at OTAs, he sounds like he's in a much better place. Yeah,
2: I mean, and think about that happening during the season. You don't get to take time off. You don't get to regroup for the next month. You (laughs) throw him right back in. And so he's never had time to recuperate. And hopefully this offseason, he kind of took a look back, like, man, I didn't perform how I wanted to, and... I would bet he's working his hardest that he's ever worked in an offseason. This
1: offseason, yeah, he said he said he's got a lot to prove, and <clears throat> you know you have the the voluntary OTAs, and Macklin just got married, and he's like, I, I'm so she she knows the deal, like I'm here to work, so uh, I, I think Macklin's gonna have, gonna have a big year. Uh, this question
2: from. Uh, uh, Coach Taylor 69 420 What is the best TV show Not named Game of Thrones Best TV show on TV Right now Current TV show currently, Is what I think you meant Currently airing If I could read him
1: Game of Thrones The Americans The Americans Are you up to date on Americans I am um, And I think I think that like <clears throat> Your voice rose there 1A 1, 1 and 1B I, I really like the Americans And I also really like Fargo Oh yeah. Fargo is fun because each season is different. Like it's different, different actors, different characters, different story. Um, and that's, FX is great. I I like what they're doing. Fargo and the Americans are probably my two favorites that are not Game of Thrones.
2: I'm going with Bloodline. Really like Bloodline. I thought season one was up there with any show I've ever seen. I thought season two took a dip, but I'm rewatching it right now and it's not as bad. Not, Not, I didn't think it was bad. It's better than I remembered it being just because I think my expectations were so high. Yeah. Uh, but I think Bloodline... Is there a new season coming? It's coming in
1: two doing? days. Okay, so... Two days. I saw some things... But it's also... That, fi- it's the end of it. Right. And I think it's only eight episodes maybe. And I couldn't tell if it was like, this is not going to be available on Netflix anymore or there's a final season or something. The promo was, ve- was weird. Oh, yeah. It was a weird promo.
2: Uh, yeah, so I, I encourage everyone I know to check that out. Most people haven't. Uh, I love it, though. I love it. And the and the cast is good enough, and they shoot on scene at in Key West. Yeah. And so that's why they canceled the show, just because... Not because it's doing bad, it's just because it's too expensive to keep it going.
1: I tell you what, you watch that show, and of, of any show maybe I've ever watched, you are transported oh, yeah. to that place. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just... The
2: sweat on, on their head in every single scene. <laughs> you're in it. Just like you are a
1: sweaty mess, just like you're in Key West. Have you uh, have you watched both seasons of Aziza's show, Master of None?
2: No, I haven't finished. I'm in the middle of season two right now.
1: Okay, well, it's maybe, on. Maybe next time we do a mailbag, we can golden talk
2: about that. era of television right now. Everything there's so much good TV. It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah, I just bounce from one great show to the next. It's fantastic.
1: How is HBO going to replace Girls?
2: Pretty easily. Did
1: you did you what did you think of the finale? Uh, I thought that like the season. Was was good, but the finale was just another episode.
2: I'd agree with that. I thought it was kind of weak, actually. I, I was, really disliked... She goes and talks to that girl. Uh-huh. I thought she was just an abhorrent actor. Oh, the... Like, the, I, I was just like, get her off the screen! And there's like five minutes left in the series, and I'm just like... I'm watching it in anguish, just because she's, she's horrible. And I know she's supposed to be like the bratty whatever. It wasn't yeah. that. It's just like... I didn't buy her at all. Just like, get her away from me.
1: She's related to somebody. (laughs) Oh, that's that's how she got to not know. I I was a little upset. I thought the season as a whole was good.
2: Yeah. I didn't like that they announced after that season eight in their little interview, they were like, okay, that's it for Ray and for Adam. I thought the best characters on Girls were the guys. I thought, obviously Adam Driver was driving the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ray, I thought was a very good character, and so it was uh, Elijah, the gay roommate. Mm-hmm. He's also got, I thought all the best characters were guys.
0: They were. They were very good. Which I believe
2: qualifies as irony. Oh. I don't.
1: I don't know that our audience has been keeping up with girls the way that you and oh. I have. Oh, are we still but, on? But that's all right. Are we still on? Um. All right. So that's that's the mailbag. We're done. We've answered all the mail. We've done all the bags. We should have put this at the beginning, but please let us know if
2: you like this or did not like it. We're trying to come up with more content uh, for the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mm-hmm. trying to keep this in a wait week, a weekly regimen. Um, so let us know if you like this or didn't like it. It's okay if you didn't like it. We'll take any feedback. Yeah. Um, we're just looking for th- ways to fill airtime. We can't really talk about the same things over
1: and over. Yeah, and I mean we've floated like we're going to have some you know, segments. Should we talk about the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chargers? Should we? talk about like positional groups because but that's like what everyone we'll is doing. We'll do some doing.
2: stock shows like that probably but we're also trying to do you know other creative stuff.
1: Yeah so. we want it to be amateur hour not like what seven different websites are offering you right now so it's hard to figure out exactly what that is. What do you guys want? Let us know. Um, this has been amateur hour. I'm Ryan Scott Hall. He's his darkness and this is the end of Better Call Saul. Also, good show.
2: Another show nobody watched. Nobody watched. Uh, actually, Billions was really good. People watched that. Billions was really good. Especially, it took the leap in season two. I haven't watched Billions. <SSSSSSSSSSR>. But season, season one was okay. Season two was really good. Uh, and then the Missing, which was a show that was on. It's kind of a BBC show, I think. Yeah. And I heard either that- stars re it or it's just taken from the BBC. I can't remember. But watch the Missing? It's, like, got the separate stories for each season. It's just, like, oh, yeah. kind of uh, solving a mystery. But both seasons
1: are really good. And you're a Black Mirror guy, too. Black
2: Mirror's fantastic. Although, um, there was an episode I was watching it by myself at night. It got scary enough that I had to turn it up. Oh, and I haven't finished it. All right. So, um, some admissions here at the end. Season 3, episode 2.
1: Scary. Scary. There's... There's a show that The Watch just gave the belt to, that just started season two, Twin Peaks. Oh,
2: that's an old show. Um, that show's from like the late 80s. Are they remaking it? It was made by David Lynch, if you know that name. He made like, uh, shit, I should know this. Blue Velvet, I think he made. Some, some movies you definitely recognize. Elephant Man, I believe. Okay. Um but it was a re- it was a very big cult TV show. I've tried to watch it, it's kinda cool, but also kinda boring. have
1: heard people really like The Man in the High Castle too. Never which heard. Which is of like it. an Amazon, I think. An Amazon or a Hulu maybe.
2: Amazon's got a lot of good shit. I haven't got to a lot of it.
1: Uh oh. Love
2: is really good, I haven't got season two of it. There's so much good TV! Yeah,
1: it's and Netflix is impossible to keep up with. Now. That's the what they want. It. Now it's just like Boom! Boom! Boom, Just boom! 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 Barrage yeah. of original content. Oh, you you wrote a show. Cool. Here's some money. Yeah.
2: Which is cool because let yeah. us
1: know when it's done and we'll put it out all ten episodes at one time.
2: You don't need cable to be satisfied with things to watch anymore. Just Netflix, ten bucks a month. Yeah. Or steal someone's password. Everybody else is on someone's password. Just get that.
0: <laughs> hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great. <laughs>